guys, welcome to the Pathways to Happiness podcast. My name is Nina Levon. I'm a life coach that specializes in personal development and life improvement. Some of you may know me from my YouTube channel, Finding Awesome, but if you're joining us for the first time, I just wanted to extend a warm welcome. The thing I really love best about podcasts is that you can have more time to really dive deep into topics, whereas on YouTube, we really try to keep the clips to about 10 minutes or under, and some topics just need a lot longer. So I'm happy to have the opportunity today to be diving deep into a topic of extreme interest for me, which is the concept of happiness and of unhappiness. I've been studying the concept of happiness specifically for about 10 years, and it's something that I really never get bored of, and it's really why I became a life coach to begin with, because I felt that, you know, people just aren't happy anymore. It seems people are a lot less happy, and so before I stepped into the studio today, I just did some quick research on the 2019 happiness statistics for the United States because the year is about to wrap up so I kind of wanted to see how we were doing overall from this year. Now I was not surprised in the least to find out that we are not doing that well at all. This is something that's actually been a trend for a few years now where Americans happiness is reported as steadily declining from year to year. Also as a country we have dropped to number 19 in the World Happiness Report with Finland being in first place for happiness which is not surprising either. So the question we really need to ask ourselves is, why are Americans so unhappy? You know, I've given this a lot of thought and I've done a lot of research on this in the last 10 years, like I said, and there are a lot of factors and I think for many people it's a combination of factors. And that's not to say that every single person is unhappy, but people are becoming progressively less happy, which is something that is definitely a concern for me. Um, and, you know, a lot of the clients that I talk to, they feel that happiness is not even something that they think about from day to day. They have lives that are so busy, oftentimes, and so many obligations that it's not something that's even a consideration. So I think really we have to be a lot more mindful about the concept of happiness. I think happiness really does need to be a priority. And, you know, people greatly differ on what makes them happy, first of all. And for a lot of people, the concept of happiness actually kind of stresses them out. They feel like it causes a lot of pressure for them. There's a lot of pressure to be happy. And I think there's really a lot of validity to that because we know that Happier people tend to flourish more in life and have a lot more life satisfaction and life enjoyment. But sometimes we think about that concept of happiness and we just simply don't know how to get there. So I wanted to kind of talk about some of the things that I feel really are contributing to us being so unhappy here in America. So the first thing is that I think many, many people hate their jobs. And if you think about how many hours we spend a day working, it is the activity that we spend most of our lives doing. It takes up the greatest majority of our time, with the exception of sleeping maybe. But for most people, their 
time at work is the largest portion of their day. And when you consider the amount that people really detest their jobs in so many cases, you can see how this clearly would just make people not happy about life. The second thing I think is that many, many people are unhealthy. We have unhealthy lifestyles here in America. It's a fact that we certainly don't eat well enough. We don't get enough exercise and we definitely don't get enough sleep. I actually think that that's where we are kidding ourselves the most in terms of our health because we should be getting between seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Now, most people aren't getting anywhere near to that. And so we are walking around sleep deprived. I was sleep deprived for so many years. And it's not because I didn't enjoy sleeping. I love sleeping, of course. But again, going back to the American lifestyle, certainly in many cases, there is just not enough hours that could possibly be dedicated to sleep that you have available to you. So you sleep as much as you can, but that's not going to be, in most cases, seven to nine hours. And that can, of course, greatly affect our happiness level. And another factor is that we simply work too much. Every year, the work day just kind of extends and extends and extends, and it's gotten to the point where it is kind of ridiculous because you are also really not able to clock out anymore. Most people, when they come home from their workday, if they're going to a physical location, are still expected to work in some kind of capacity when they get home. So they're going to find that they have emails or texts or you know other things that they need to do that are happening outside the home that they are probably not getting paid extra to be doing this. So again, just getting crazy with the amount of work that each person is expected to do. Another huge factor is simply that life is way more stressful than it ever has been before. And this is really evident by simply looking at the mental health statistics. So you're gonna find that there are more people than Ever that are suffering with anxiety or depression. Americans are exhausted, they are burnt out, and their lives are more stressful than ever. And now we have a new issue, which is comparison, because now we are in the age of social media, where our whole lives are really on parade for everyone to see and to make judgments about. So we feel that other people are judging us and we are also judging ourselves because we are comparing ourselves either consciously or subconsciously to every single person that we are following on all our various social media platforms. So we're looking at these amazing vacations, seeing these amazing lifestyles, seeing these perfect families, and these perfect photos that have probably been completely doctored up. But we forget that. We're looking at everybody else's highlight reel, which oftentimes is certainly not a mirror of their reality, but we are judging our real life against their fake life. And of course, we are never going to come out ahead when we do that because we're always going to feel that other people are more successful, more attractive, or better off than we are. So of course, that's going to affect our happiness level because 
we are constantly being compared to other people. In the past, a lot of these things used to be private, so there's no way that we could even know about someone's vacation or, again, their perfect family. But now it's kind of in our face, so it's natural that we feel that we want to compare ourselves to that, and that can lead to a lot of unhappiness. Another major thing is actually that we need to be spending a lot more time outdoors. And the studies on this are really conclusive. Being outdoors greatly enhances our well-being. It does so many different things for us that are positive as far as reducing stress, reducing anxiety, making us feel more present and in the moment. But again, because our lifestyles are so busy, there is very little time that we can utilize for going outdoors. Now, of course, that is something that could be corrected and you can make time to do that, but the fact of the matter is that most people do not. So if they're spending time outdoors, it is a very small portion of their day. Something else that I think that is really important and you know almost alarming is how quickly as a culture we are becoming disconnected from one another. So I think a lot of this has to do again with social media because we are starting to replace our real life relationships with these digital relationships. So even in terms of speaking about our own families or close friends, we are now more likely to send them a text or an email than to actually take the time to see these people face to face. And I think this is a really dangerous trend because we are becoming more and more isolated. And we know statistically, again, that relationships are a huge component of happiness. And there is a much lower drive to create these relationships or maintain these relationships because our needs are being met in some other way and in a certainly inferior way. So we have these digital relationships that are kind of taking up the space that should be allotted to our true relationships. But for many people, they feel that it's enough for them. So it's kind of bridging that gap but it's not really adding to having a truly fulfilling relationship or a fulfilling life. And it's also leading us to be really, really zoned out. So instead of engaging in activities that really add to our life satisfaction and bring us joy, we are more likely to kind of come home and put on sweatpants and watch Netflix or aimlessly scroll through our social media feed than we are to, again, doing engaging activities. So we're really getting zoned out, which is going to make us feel a lot less passionate about living life to begin with. And again, that's going to affect our happiness level as well, because there's no part of our day that is really fulfilling or exciting at this point. Everything is becoming very, very routine, and we are kind of addicted to that comfort time at the end of the day. And I'm not saying it's not good to have comfort. We should certainly be engaging in self-care and giving us time to be kind of comfortable, but we don't want to be in the comfort zone because we also know that when we're kind of stuck in the comfort zone, we don't feel like there's a lot of progress in our life. We don't feel that we are doing activities that are truly worthwhile. 
And that can also make us feel that our life doesn't have a whole lot of meaning. So if we're not doing a lot of meaningful activities, we could, you know, start to feel that our lives, our actual lives don't have meaning because we feel that we are either just at work or we are sitting at home and doing activities that aren't inspiring or interesting to us. So it becomes kind of a vicious cycle. Another factor that I see as being a huge factor in America is financial issues. Now, I know a lot of people say that money doesn't buy happiness, and I do agree with that, but I also believe that the lack of health in your finances can certainly cause you an immense amount of stress and anxiety. So I think it's something that is very important to bring up because think about all the people in our country now that are facing financial hardship. I think it would be naive to tell them not to worry about it, that money doesn't you know, equal happiness or money can't buy happiness. We're not saying it does, but it can greatly contribute to unhappiness, which I certainly feel is the case for many, many people. And the last point I want to bring up about things that contribute to unhappiness is just the generalization that we are not taking care of ourselves. We do not practice nearly the amount of self-care that is necessary. So we take care of our homes, we take care of our work, we take care of our cars, we take care of our children, but we do not take adequate care of our own self. And we already talked about the things in regard to health that we are lacking in, which is often our sleep, our diet, and exercise. But we also have to consider our mental health, which is, again, a huge component of happiness. We need to be checking in with our emotional well-being. So if we're not feeling well emotionally, and if we're having different issues, again, stress and anxiety and feeling depressed, these are things that we need to take very, very seriously. And I think because our lives are so busy, we kind of put it on the back burner. But if we don't make it a focus in our life, we are, you know, going into the danger zone because mental health is absolutely critical and we are overall not taking it seriously enough. So I think these are just some of the things that contribute to unhappiness in this country. So what can we do about it? I think like everything else, it comes down to the self and really starting with a really thorough self-analysis. You would be surprised at how infrequently people really make this assessment about their lives where they really sit down, they look at their lives and see what's working for them and what is not working for them. Because most of the time, even small, small changes can make our lives significantly happier. But the fact is that we are not even taking the time to look at our lives. So we're not seeing the things that really need to be improved upon. The good news, though, is that a lot of happiness really is up to us. So if we look at this scientifically, scientists have determined that 
about 50% of our happiness is predetermined. So we are going from genetics here. Some people are naturally happier than other people and there's really not too much we can do about that. But that still leaves 50%. So we have 10% of that 50% that is having to do with life situations. So that would be, you know, if you're married or unmarried, where you live, what your job is, all these different specific life situations and including different life experiences. So that's about 10% of happiness. And that leaves 40% to be determined by how we feel about everything else. So that is a huge percentage. 40% of happiness is actually in our hands. And it has to do with how we assess the different things that are happening. And this all comes down to perception. So if we are perceiving a life situation to be negative, we're going to be less happy than if we are perceiving something to be positive. So of course that would make us feel more happy. And what's unique about perception is that it is completely individual. So two people could have the exact same circumstance and feel completely differently about it. And what's great about that is that it really means that we can kind of mold our reality. We can design our feelings based on how we choose to feel about a situation because a lot of people fail to realize that emotions are a choice. We can choose to feel a certain way over another way. That does not always happen because we are not focused on that, but from day-to-day -day situations, we always have the choice on how we are deciding to feel about it. And a lot of times that comes down to walking through a process to come up with a determination that is preferable to us. And it's also a skill. It's a skill in self-awareness. So we don't have to accept the feelings that are coming up for us. We can always question them and reframe them and put a different spin on it. So the people that do that the most actively tend to be the happiest because they're choosing to see the good in situations. So if 40% of our happiness is actually pliable in that manner, that can mean that we can be dramatically happier if we're actually putting that technique into use. I think so much of stress and anxiety and unhappiness comes down to the fact that we don't realize that we're actually in control of our lives. We oftentimes feel that life is happening to us. We could instead take the perspective of life is happening for us. We can find the goodness in situations and we can also you know very proactively design how we want our life to be so if we're just kind of riding the waves of life and kind of just reacting to everything that randomly happens to us there is a good chance that we are not going to be happy people because we're not going to be liking what is happening to us we're going to have a very negative perception of life events but if we instead you know really put time into designing our life to be the way that we specifically want it to be we're going to have a lot more life satisfaction but again the percentage of people that actually do this is very, very small. 
So on our next podcast, we're going to be talking specifically about different things that we can add to our life or different concepts that we can use in our life to really bring about a deeper sense of happiness. And so I want you to think about this week, all the things in your life that aren't making you happy. Because again, so many people don't even put the time into thinking about that. So changes can never be made. If we don't know that there's a problem, we can't fix the problem. It's just like there are so many people that are unhappy that don't even realize they're unhappy because they just keep going and going and going. So spend a lot of time this week in self-analysis. Really reflect on your life. Think about also that we are heading into a brand new decade. So we want to really have a fresh start and get inspired about truly designing the life that we want. We are the author of our own lives. At least we should be. Oftentimes we aren't because again, we are just rolling with those waves of life but that is something that we really want to change. It's something that is necessary to change. So write down all the things in your life that you feel you want to have improvements in because a lot of times it's a lot easier to figure out what you don't want than what you do want. So that's gonna be the starting point. What is not working for me? So we will definitely put that information to good use with the different exercises we'll talk about in the next podcast. But until that time, if you have questions or show ideas, please tweet me. You can tweet me by going to my Twitter handle, which is Awesome Finding. You can find me under Nina Lavon. But you can also use hashtag AskNina. And my name is spelled N-E-N-A. So I hope this podcast today was inspiring to you and that you start to realize how much control that you really do have over your own happiness. So I greatly look forward to spending time with you next time. And until then, I hope you have a truly amazing week.